Um, man, it's, it's been a minute. It has been. <laughs> Who's intro? Been... Whose turn is it to intro? I don't even remember. I don't even know, man. Maybe I think it's you. All right. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Papa Culture Podcast. My name's Anton, and I'm here with uh, my good friend, John. We've been friends for, gosh, almost probably over 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we every now and again like to talk with each other about, you know, the kind of Things that we like, uh, in particular, TV, movies, video games, and just really, you know, the, our general interests in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we try and do it uh, through the lens of being dead. You know, um, we often ruminate upon uh, things that uh, we no longer like now that we're dads. Uh, the stuff that we still do like, um, but really, you know, it's fun to think about how out- outlooks on certain topics change now that we're dads. Um, so, I am a father of two beautiful kids. Ginny is four and a half now. Uh, and Ellis is going to be two in October. Mm-hmm. Both are driving me crazy. Yay. And I'll leave it at that. Cool. And I am a father of one, Malcolm, who is going to be two months in about a month. Two years. I mean, my bad. Two years in about a month, which is kind of crazy. It is crazy, right? Maybe we should, talk, we should talk a little bit about that evening because this was a kid-free wedding. Except for you guys. Except for us. <laughs> um, but I want to talk to you guys, actually. Did yeah. you, was, is, has this been the first... How many actually have you been to many weddings since you've had Malcolm? Mm, three. And they've all been since December. Okay. Have they all been kid-free? Yep. Oh. Damn, yeah. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first, well, the first one was one of the, actually, maybe that was the second time we had gone out without him in December. And it was out in Livermore, so we couldn't really get too off the chains. It was also on Sunday night. Oh, so, okay, okay. Uh, we had to, like, temper that a little bit. And, it's, you know, the second one was a daytime wedding in Oakland. And so, oh, that's like, nice. That's nice. If if we had to, I could have just walked home. We could have walked home because our friend was taking care of Malcolm at home. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and that was fun. It was one of Hung's closest friends from high school, so her and her friends got uh, definitely t- 
took advantage of the time away from the kids because all a bunch of them had kids. I bet. So I was uh, taking care of some of them. Um, but this one was the first one where like it was just a, a bunch of the people that we normally would party with. Right. And, a, you know, with, except for you guys, most of them are parents. And I, and except for you guys, everyone was pretty much without kids. Yeah. So folks were definitely taking advantage of it, including Hung. <laughs> well, did you guys have a good time though? It looked like everyone had like we did. Tons that was of fun. it was tons of fun. The music was really good. Um, Shout out DJ Ju. Yep, I thought I felt like I liked the vibe of it. It was pretty chill. Um, it, Shout out to Joe for being a good MC too. Joe yeah, was the best MC man. That, that's that's a tough job, dude. Yeah, oh. I mean, he, you know, we've heard him MC other things before, obviously, but like, yeah, a wedding. It's especially if it's like your friends too. Like if yeah. if the MC is friends with a good number of folks, and you know, Joe's super outgoing, and mm. yeah, shout out yeah. to Joe. Yeah. Well, how about you? I mean, so obviously, you y'all didn't have a child for your wedding. No, it was actually pretty stressful. Um, yeah. So I was the best man, mm-hmm. uh, which meant that uh, there were... Obviously, you'd have to go to the rehearsal, and the kids had to go to the rehearsal. So uh, check in on Friday, go to the rehearsal all together. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, was just be, it would just be way easier for Tess to... Uh, get the kids, get herself and the kids ready if we were closer. At, because I would have to go uh, meet up with the rest of the groomsmen a few hours before the actual ceremony, right? Right. Um, so, you know, it was pretty stressful. It was like me having to prepare my speech. Um, you know, I'd been super procrastinating for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... You know, as the days were coming up, I was like, all right, cool. Let me just, um, you know, after I put the kids to bed, I'll take 30 minutes to go jot some notes down. Mm -hmm. I'd fall asleep, you know, or, you know, oh, while Ginny's in school, I'll go try and put, you know, try and figure this out. Yeah. But then I had to go, like, look for a shirt to wear or pick up my dry cleaner, you know. Anyway, like it just kept getting pushed back, um, and certainly the kids helped with that. And you know, it's my fault because I yeah. could I I could have easily carved out time weeks ahead. Well, do you normally like to re- like write stuff out and sort of rehearse it? No, and memorize. Okay, actually, I don't. Okay. Um, I had all these ideas. But I was just trying to figure out a way to just kind of weave them together so that mm-hmm. they could seem somewhat coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I just pretty much went off the dome, um, just like hoping that something would, it would all, I got pretty good feedback on it. So that was cool. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you how you felt about it. I felt pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a joke that I forgot to 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 mention mm-hmm. um but actually jokes came up um during which which was kind of nice 
Yeah. You know. Um, Off it, the dome. Yeah. But anyway, so the, ha- having the kids was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty tough having, being the only kid. So obviously Ginny was flower girl. Mm-hmm. Ellis was ring bearer. Mm-hmm. Ginny, no problem. I knew she'd be able to walk down the aisle. Ellis, yeah. uh, it was, uh, we were just like, hey, man, we make no guarantees on what he's going to do on the day. So during the rehearsal, you know, my, my kids, um, they're not raised Catholic or anything, right? So yeah. a church is just a regular building to them, right? Right, right. So during the rehearsal, they are... Um, running around climbing all the altar jumping off like the you know the altar has there's like a few steps um yeah you have to like walk up a few little uh platforms so they're like jumping off and they're doing that like the whole time so we're like okay i hope tomorrow we're gonna they're like at least ellis is not going to go up there and just start jumping (laughs) so we were nervous about that um, but it worked out, you know, Ginny, uh, walked, walked down, no problem. Ellis was able to run down. Um, but then as soon as he got to the front, he turned around and ran all the way back up <laughs> just as the bride was starting well, to, um, yeah. process down the aisle. So it was funny. Everyone... To be honest, everyone loved the kids. Yeah, um, you know it's it was... it's almost it's almost kind of like a disappointment if the ring bearer is not like going off the walls and delaying the the procession. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> um. So anyway, shout out to shout out to Ellis and shout out to Tess for like. Uh huh. I remember her telling me like, "Okay, if you don't see me during the, if you don't see me during the." Uh, the ceremony. I'm running around, like, yep, trying to wrangle this dude. I was like, okay, no worries. You know, it's funny because, like, you, you know, how you say you don't go to church anymore, but I mean, you grew up in the church, right? Yeah. Um, pretty much. And this isn't our topic, but I felt like since we're talking about it, the I always have had this kind of weird when when I've been in part of weddings, whether I was like the grooms or not a groom. The groomsman or uh, one of the people that did something. Yeah. That was a church, a church wedding related. Um, I wouldn't go up and get Eucharist because I just don't do it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't do like the Our Father hands and all this. Other, <laughs> basically all the other stuff. Like naturally my body says to do it. But then I tell myself not to because I just that's not um, I'm not trying to fake the funk on it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I had to but, fake. I I was. I thought about that. Yeah. I faked the funk just because my family's there. Yeah, it's you awkward. Know? It is. Awkward. It is like. Sorry, Ma, if you're gonna listen to this. <laughs> but it's even for you. I mean, it's even worse for you because one, that's your brother, and your brother teaches there, and you're in the spotlight. Just yeah, on definitely, definitely. <laughs> but you know, I've. I, my conscience was fine taking Eucharist and stuff like that. You know, like. Right. Um. Yeah, it, it was funny because during <laughs> during the speech, like 
I, I, I had asked folks like, hey, raise your hand if Angelo is a godparent to your kid, right? And yeah. so actually, there was a lot. I knew yeah. it was at least going to be like three, but there were way more than that. So yeah, shouts to him. But yeah. I was I was going to make a joke about like, oh, he would be, he would probably be like my kid's godfather too. But you know, my kids aren't <laughs> baptized, and I was like, that's probably not the the right the right place no. to make that joke. Not 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 that room. At least a majority of that room. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially with your family. <laughs> yeah. You know. Good, good call to pull that back. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to. If I was drinking, if if I was actually drinking, I might have thrown that out there. But um, it was thank, too hot. Thank, it was too hot to not drink water. <laughs> true, and you had kids too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think it it just made it made it um, a little tough because you know we. Surely wanted to have fun and enjoy everything, but we're always had an eye out on, on the, on the kids. And Ellis, like all he kept wanting to do was grab a cookie, take a bite and then Mm -hmm. throw that cookie and then grab another cookie and then take a bite and then throw it. And, you know, like, so we had to do that. Um, but it was also cool seeing them like dancing on stage and stuff. Right. That was, that was pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my one of my cho- choices for the dad moment, I mean, like you said, is um, when I was watching Ellis dance on stage, as much as, you know, having fun with not having to worry about it, a child without having to worry about what they're going to eat, what they might, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or diapers or anything like that. I was like, oh, I kind of miss Malcolm because, you know, it, I, I could picture him just having being fun. on yeah, stage yeah, yeah. and having dancing fun. and having fun and all that stuff too. You know, and the one thing too, and I'm not sure if this is really a, this isn't really a dad moment, but like, um, the only other, also the other kid there was, uh, my sister's new 25 mm-hmm. or 26 day old baby. Oh, right. Yeah, so, that's so, small. so, you know, the baby's there right next to the really loud speakers. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, these are things that people don't think about. Like, you True. know, True. You know, like Jello was like, oh, shoot, sorry. You know, like it didn't occur to him that, you know, my aunts who are sitting right in front of the speaker would want to carry like their, you know, grandniece or whatever. Right. 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 Or grand nephew or whatever. Right. So, you know, and also like you put the, the, the favors, which were delicious, which is the, uh, Honolulu cookie company, shortbread or chocolate dip shortbread cookies. You just put that on the table and like Ellis just kept wanting it. Mm -hmm. So we're just like, well, whatever, man, just you do you bro. And then he ate so many cookies that day. (laughs) He might have eaten mine, or maybe Hung ate mine. I don't even know what happened to my cookie. You know, I I walked in and I was like, "No, you can't have it until like at least you eat something else." Yeah, that's not processing. Yeah, and then like the floodgates <laughs> open because Bernardo, one of the other groomsmen, was like, "It's like no, you can't have one." He's like, 
well, he, you know, but I'm giving it to him. I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone was like, oh, he can have mine. Oh, he can have mine. Yeah. And I was like, no. Because they don't have to take care of him all night. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait until we get invited to a wedding where it's sans kids. Or even if kids are invited, I'll be like, in the RSVP, I'll just be like, just for two. So a couple of weeks ago, we started to kind of brainstorm. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought this was fun. Yeah. Uh, we decided that we wanted to talk about um, sports as per usual. But actually sports gaming. Um, yeah. And so we, I think, what, what was your first question? I think it was like, you were thinking There's... back, you were thinking back about like Tech Mobile, right? Or... There was a few, like one of where it first started for me was just this kind of like me trying to process how people are handling the NBA and the NBA finals and the Warriors, mm. like this whole idea that the Warriors broke the NBA. Um, and so for me, I've, I've thought about this all season where it's like, you know, now because gaming is such a big deal and it's so much more realistic with the simulations and stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, of course on paper you have Durant and Curry and whatever because their rankings are so high and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, on paper they're going to, they're obviously going to dominate, right? But it's still a sport. It's still real life. That's the, there's a big difference between a, a highly a highly calibrated simulation versus real life right right and so i I was thinking like why is this kind of like this fatalistic complaining which you know it's fans people complain but even like writers are just kind of like yeah of course the warriors are going to win they have all the best talent i'm like it's sports that's not always you know like there's dominant there's always been dominant teams with dominant rosters that didn't win true right true so for me i was just kind of curious about the question is do you think do you think that the prevalence of video games and video games in their nature now impacts how sports fans process real life sports do you get get what i'm saying yeah i think so but like for example if i'm like think about like when you were playing street fighter 2 right Mm -hmm. and there was that period where Guile was unstoppable because mm-hmm. he could do like the air throw and someone who was like really good at Guile mm-hmm. could beat any- anyone else. It doesn't matter. Right. So like if, if I was playing against someone like you would have to say, okay, you can't use Guile. He's cause it's, he's cheap. Like, it's yeah. too good. Like, yeah, you can't, you know, and I think that's how 
I would be playing uh, sports games now. Like, for example, if 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 you came over and were like, hey, let's go play um, 2K or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't pick the Warriors against me, would you? I don't think so. I have a butt, but I don't, I'll just, no, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, because it's kind of like, that's kind of cheap. Like, uh, because, because it's a video game. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's all, and it's, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right. And, but that's what, that's, okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. Like, uh, and that was kind of like, uh, you know, before you're like, yeah, of course I want to be the best team because I want to because I want to win. But as you get older and you just, you you're starting to play for fun, you're like, well, I don't want to be the the best team, you know? Yeah. So then it it you know when you're playing someone, you know, two players or whatever, you know, we we used to change how we would select our teams, right? Right. You know, you you basically get. You know, you each person does random, but you only you get two redos. So, right. for example, your you do your random, it lands with like the Browns. You can do it again. Yeah, you know. Um, and if you happen to get like the Patriots, cool. That's mm-hmm. that's how you play. Yeah, and that's you know that that's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, we used to like so the people that I played the most sports games with, and it was Madden. It was with Art and Humboldt, and then our friend Alex. If he just depended, but mostly it was Humboldt and Art. And we would usually, we would usually self-select to not get like the highest team. So, like if it was like two thousand two, two thousand three, we weren't choosing the Rams, the Rams or whatever. So we would always choose something like either a mid or a high 80s team right if if we weren't using our favorite teams which i think we're, we'll talk about later but yeah so we had that even back then we had that kind of like kind of the, that unspoken rule because no one said oh don't be the best player it's just more of like the eye rolls and like oh okay i guess you're gonna do that huh exactly yeah <laughs> right but yeah, um, it's like yeah. you're you're the guy that picks guile. Like, come on, man. Right. Like, right. But that that's like within the video game world, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're even back then you weren't saying like, oh, the Rams are just going to beat whoever, even if like they're the most dominant team on Madden, right? Like, oh, here here are the Rams breaking the NFL, right? Yeah, I guess like, true. Really? I guess that's true. That's what I was thinking of, like. Well, wouldn't you say with like basketball though, because of how the playoffs are structured, really the best team ends up winning. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, more so than any other sport, right? Like, like baseball. The seven games, like, yeah. You know, with with baseball, you know, talent makes a difference, but there's also like luck. Don't get me wrong; like luck's involved with everything, yeah. right? But yeah. 
I mean, I don't know, like yeah. over seven game series. Really, the most talented people, barring injury, should All right should win, and I, I, and I think that's really why. Um, most people are pissed off that the Warriors broke the NBA. I mean, it's isn't it just like when you're playing video games when you're like making bullshit trades so you get all <laughs> all the all the stars on your team, all yeah. the good players on your team. Yeah, but that's really what it is. I mean, yeah, you, but you can't do that anymore, though. You can if you're just using like if you're just messing with the rosters and you're gonna create your own roster. Oh, not, well, yeah, not, right. Not league, right. But still, like we we were doing that when we were kids. I don't think. Yeah, there's like these dominant teams, but I never felt like, oh, just because they're the most dominant team. Um, on paper, yeah, there's no sense. You know, these people are like, there's so many people saying there's no sense in watching the NBA because we already know in October who's going to be winning. So it's no fun, but wah wah kind of stuff. When for me, I like there's, I think there's so many variables in in real life sports that, um, and all that that impact wins and also like with the Warriors in particular it totally like discredits the amount of work that they have to do in order to to play as a team yes you know agreed but like all those people who are whining about like oh the Warriors like what's what's the point of even watching but like ratings are all the way up like are super high right right you know Everyone always the counter argument to all that is everybody loves dominant teams to hate on them, <laughs> right? Well, to watch to watch them lose. D- dominant teams, yeah, like Showtime, like the Celtics, Showtime Lakers, the Bulls, like yeah, you know, I want I I wasn't a huge Bulls fan. I definitely wanted to see them lose against the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. um, but. You know, they didn't, did they, like, the Lakers in the early 2000s, did they break the NBA? No, they didn't. Because. Freaking Carl Malone and Gary Payton went there. And they ended up losing. No, that's the, the and Pistons. they were older. It's a little different thing. But, like, that's what I mean is that, yeah, they they all come to the, the team and they're all just going to be like, oh, before when people would do that yes there's people that would complain like what are they doing they have steve nash gary Payne. i don't even know who i forgot who was that kind of rendition of super team including charles barkley by the way with he he did that in houston with pippen and whoever but yes they were the dominant team but there wasn't this thing like oh of course they're gonna win and then whining about how the league itself is broken you know like there's a little bit of like complaining that oh they're so good it's whatever but not like they this whole, must have like, not seen crisis they must not have seen game seven where like the warriors could have lost and it's all recency bias man like everyone yeah so shit. do you think it's more recency bias and just that more than 
the prevalence of like video game kind of mentality or video game um like it's kind of like a like a fatalism with video games like you know like if you have if you have like the cheat code with like bison and you're playing you know like no other no other teams no other fighters gonna beat you right because you have the cheat code right but in real life there's no such thing as a cheat code right or just just because everyone on your let's say like whatever you cheated you changed all the sliders and everyone on your team is the 99 yeah if you set simulations yeah you should go undefeated right right but in real life you know you can't like as much as they want to simulate uh momentum and stuff but you you can't simulate family problems or nagging right. injuries that people don't know or like exactly yeah. you know that's, personality conflicts right that, that's why they play the game right but do you think that's just more of just regular sports fans it just happens to be amplified because of twitter because espn it's, it's definitely because on. It, yeah it's it's all of that yeah it's it, it's all of that you know and yeah. then you know everyone for it, it's really funny when you hear like current nba players like i think patrick beverly was the, was a more the most recent one he was just like i hate the warriors man like i i, I wish like Houston, like his old team would have would have beat them and i'm like like why do you hate the warriors nobody hated the warriors like 10 years ago yeah you know yeah like and it's can't like I mean, I get it. Like you're, you hate the people who are good. Fine, but you know, yeah, I ain't gonna feel bad about it. Like I had to, I had to. You followed this day and suck, right? On Twitter, no. Oh, dude. So I'll add him right now. <laughs> at this day and suck is basically um, a, a Warriors account that. Um, basically humbles existing warrior fans by like, Hey, don't forget where you came from. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you've seen it probably I'm, yeah, I'm right now, but it's just like, Hey, you know, th- <laughs> this day in warrior history, like Derek Fisher signs, yeah. or You're right. Mike Dunleavy gets drafted and you're like, what the fuck? You know? So, you we have the French Michael Jordan. You you definitely, you know, you like you like. Oh, I feel bad that we're dominating the league, and then you look at that and you're like, No, nah, I don't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad, and I think this is timely because we I I brought this topic up to you, or, or this this part of the topic up to you before Boogie signed with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then even more, we're like, oh, well, there goes the league. And I'm like, he's not even going to play until April. And we don't even know if he's going to be healthy. (laughs) For sure. But then if you played him now, and let's say you're not using a live server, and then he's still generously like at 85, and he's your starting center, then yeah, again, like in a video game sense, yeah, that's in a simulation that's totally unfair because now you have for sure like 
80 you have five starters no one's lower than 85 all of them can shoot threes except for Draymond. i mean don't get me wrong that'd be hella fun to play a video game <laughs> yeah no totally usually i just play sports games when i'm biking so i don't like to have difficulty because i'm just trying to kill time <laughs> right and so i dominate which is the f- craziest thing like we were talking about video games and curry two years ago you know like his uh his first mvp season you know everyone's like oh curry has a cheat code and all that stuff and i'm like even in the simulation, even like 2K14 or whatever, whatever year it was, 2K, wait, 2K15 or whatever, um, even when you try to shoot from three quarters length or like from 40 feet, It'll Curry wasn't you. Curry yeah. wasn't making it in the video game. He was, but he was making it in real life. Yeah, exactly. Like consistently, and that was a crazy thing about that time. And then there was that one stat a couple of years ago where it's like, um, for shots between like thirty-five and 70, <laughs> 70 feet, he was he shot like twenty-five percent. Yeah, you couldn't do that in a video game. No, you absolutely couldn't. Which is that was off the off the chains part with with them. Okay, so maybe I'm just like, I'm probably just being the get off my yard kind of kind of thing and it's just fans being fans but just amplified yeah amplified through twitter that's what else is there to talk about yeah yeah so why don't we i mean we're talking about like dominant players and we talked about a little bit earlier have a little bit more fun with this rather than me complaining about people complaining about the warriors um (laughs) You earlier you said like, you know, there's certain teams that you wouldn't choose. Yes. So because it's kind of a cheat team, so it's you know like in Tecmo Bowl, there were like cheat players, right? Yeah, definitely. And the one person that we know like infamously because he's even like, even in the like the Kia commercial or whatever it was Hyundai, is Bo Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Because of like that, the YouTube videos where he just basically <laughs> runs the full length of 100, and you know he's literally running around the football field like with the the opposite team chasing him. Yeah. So who are who were other like those unstoppable video game players like Bo Jackson? Well, I've been like a sporadic like sports gamer over the last year so I, I i'm not certainly not an expert in this but i do remember like when mike michael vick mm-hmm. first came out or first got into the league it was so annoying playing him <laughs> yeah you know you would have to change your defense to like quarterback like i never even knew this was one like quarterback spy or whatever and it was right. just like you know you're doing a pass rush and then he just like sneaks away and then all the receivers are downfield so it's like 40 yards of almost every play yeah 40 yards 40 yards yeah. 20 yards and then he'll throw it um you just bomb it and then who was his running back? I think it was like a Warwick Dunn. And he was fast too. 
Mm hmm. So, yeah, that shit was yeah, annoying. I remember, I, I used to see, I remember playing with him and it's funny cause back then they didn't have like the run option and stuff. And the only, I, when he first came out like on the games, you know how eventually they changed the, the controls where you could just press, I, I forgot, maybe circle or whatever. And then just. That would be it. It converts him into like a, a running back, yeah, right, right away, yeah. Because before, like, you press any of those buttons, it's going to end up being a, a throw or something, right? Until you pass the line of scrimmage, right, right. Um, but he was still good even without that. I mean, he was still like unstoppable without that because then you you only had a quarterback option or a quarterback sneak, so you had to like, or I because I used him was. Um, <laughs> Which I'll say because I sucked at Madden, so I had to find ways to um, to cheat the system. Not cheat the game, but cheat the system. And anyway, we can talk about that. Like, but yeah, you would have to run like shotgun plays or bootlegs and stuff just so that he's already moving. Yep. And then I remember uh, having to, like, my buddy Warren would always play the Falcons with with Michael Vick, mm-hmm. and you know they weren't even rated that well, but like. He, yeah, he was like so good and so fast. So I was like, I remember, I can't remember what team I was using at that time. Um, I mean, it might have still been, it might have still been like, um, oh, you know who I was using? I think, um, I might have been using Cincinnati. Because I liked um, Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson <laughs> when he was still Johnson and not Ochocinco and, yes. and Rudy Johnson. Um, and TJ, who's been Sada. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I think Delta O'Neill was, um, uh, I think he was on there on that team. Delta O'Neill from Milpitas High. Is he? Am I getting the right name? I don't know. Well, anyway, I remember having to like go in and, you know, change the position. So you're like, um, you're having to pick another cornerback yeah, to just like spy him. And I had to like pick the fastest cornerback to do that. And I think I ended up being Delta O'Neill or whatever. Yep. Um, he is, he did, he, did, he is from Mokitas High. I think my cousin played with him. Oh, shout out uh, for, 408. Smell, Shout out. smell penis. <laughs> Shout out gateway to Silicon Valley. Um, <laughs> the, Wait, so, isn't that Union City? I thought Union City was. I don't know. I thought Fremont was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Irvington or whatever. The funny thing is, I was alluding to this earlier, but because I wasn't very good at Madden, um, like the timing of passes and all that stuff, like Art used to choose run heavy teams a lot. So he would choose like the Broncos, um, whoever else would have a strong running game. Cause that's, that was his right. style. Yeah. For me, uh, like passing when you're playing against friends is hard, right? It's even harder now. Um, and so if I couldn't run or do whatever, I just have to play really conservatively. Then sometimes I would just have to flip the game around. And there was one time I played with Randy Moss as my quarterback. 
Wait, what? Yep. And <laughs> I don't know if I won, but at least I was still I was making some positive plays because I ended up using him like as a ran, running back. I had like 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 you right. with Michael Vick. Okay. Like I would with Michael Vick. And then Hum and Art would always like they would call that they would just call the game tainted because I wasn't <laughs> playing normally. I'm like, and then eventually I stopped doing that. But in retrospect, I'm like, Hey man, Asterisk. I got to do what I got to do. Asterisk dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it was. And then there'd be like, once I would it's do like, that, oh, they'd... John beat me once, but there's an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would, they would have that tone. Like, well, here it goes again. But Hey, it worked for a little bit. My buddies and I would play. Um, me, Warren, and Mark would always play. Um, on the when the Dreamcast came out, we would play uh, 2K NBA 2K, mm-hmm. and um, man, we would spend hours upon hours just playing each other. And I remember I was I would always pick the the Milwaukee Bucks with Ray Allen. Yes. Yeah. It was Sam Cassell, Ray Allen. Glenn Rice. Yes, and um who was it? Was it um was Mashburn on that team? I don't know. Who was the Anyway, but yeah, it was uh Ben Baker. Oh yeah, I think I think he was this <laughs> he was the center. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. I remember we were we would all. I think I think um uh, I think Mark would always be like the Sixers, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think anyone was a Lakers. No, by principle. Well, yeah, and they were probably rated like the best. Yeah, were were there any unstoppable players in that in the two K? I NBA can't remember. 2K? I can't remember. Um, with Tecmo Bowl. Going back to the Tecmo Bowl and uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, Super Tecmo Super Bowl, um, Bo Jackson was definitely one of the ones that were unstoppable. But I remember there was a few players that, like, that some like well known, so you kind of understand. Like, pretty much Jerry Rice, if you basically just dropped back all the way to your end zone and just bombed it to Jerry Rice, he was always going to catch it. Hmm. So that that was that, and then on defense, Lawrence Taylor it was like hell. The guy was, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, you're not gonna get a sack all the time, but yeah, you could get a lot of sacks with Lawrence Taylor. Because before I used to keep keep my own stats. Um, but the one that was like the the kind of like the the game changer for me when my friend showed me. Was Jerry Ball on the the Lions? I don't even you remember him. No, he was a nose tackle, right? Yeah. So basically, with Jerry Ball, and I don't know why it didn't work with anyone else, but with Jerry Ball, once the ball snapped, if you like pressed, if you tapped down a little bit and then did your dive, more often than not, especially if it's a pass, you're you're gonna sack the quarterback. Mm. And so that was, you know, like, yes, it's against a computer, but then that's a pretty, 
he was pretty unstoppable too. So shout out to Jerry Ball. Shout out to my friend Hong who <laughs> who taught me that. <laughs> there was a. Do you remember ever playing Lakers versus Celtics? I did on a PC at some point. Okay. So yeah, this was uh this was like for the young younger cats. I don't even know if younger cats listen to this, but um Electronic Arts made it, EA made it, like even way before like NBA Live and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um and uh Tom Chambers had like this it seemed like a cheap ass move <laughs> where like the like the court is like um side to side, right? Yeah. Uh a la double dribble. Mm-hmm. Kind of basically a, an upgrade from double dribble, but then um he he had this weird dunk. Um we should link it, but it's it's linked on if you want to check it out. But he had this one dunk where he was at like the um, kind of the wing three, three point line. Yeah. And then he'd be like two steps in and he'd do like this weird, like double pump dunk that was like yeah. unstoppable. And um, it was hella cheap. I am watching the amazing Tom Chambers right now. Hella cheap. <laughs> Shout out Tom Chambers. He was, um, when I was getting into the NBA, when I hated the Warriors when I first was really getting into the NBA. Uh, the Suns were one of my favorite teams. The Kevin Johnson, Tom Chambers, Dan Marley Suns. Right, right. You know, it's funny, like, with this thing, with uh, I'm watching this, like, that those cheap moves that you're talking about with Tom Chambers in this game, and you're... It's basically the big brother to, um, or the younger brother, I guess, to dibble, double dribble. Yeah. There were certain plays in double dribble that you could, you could kind of like. Oh, the guarantee, like, yeah, like running on the that corner three from the top. Yes. Yeah. Like when you're like, you, you kind of jump out of bounds. You're like fading. Yes. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I remember that. Yep. And then, yeah, there's a few of them, like where you're. You're at the key, but then you jump backwards, and then you get that three. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, too. Yeah. Um, do you remember uh, Bases Loaded? I do. I didn't really play it too much. Okay, so I remember me and my buddy, uh, my old friend, shout out Lester Hooker. Um, he, we were, like, best friends in, like, fifth grade. And then uh, we would play bases loaded. And then he, I can't remember what city his team was, but basically um, his best player, like the best bat, the best hitter on that team. Mm-hmm. If you're, if my pitcher could basically bean him, <laughs> he would always charge the mound and get ejected. <laughs> so, well, maybe it wasn't every time, but. It happened frequently so that I would always try and bean him. <laughs> and then when he gets ejected, he'd get hella pissed because then that was his best hitter. And then it was like, so that was fun. Man. That's funny. That's all these little cheats. 
that they obviously did. They put him in for a reason, right? I mean, they put him in on purpose. I don't know. You think they're just bugs? I don't. I mean, some of them might be bugs, but some of them might be like. I mean, maybe that's the way that you you neutralize. It's either a bug. Or, it's like a, it's like a bug or an Easter egg, right? Like or an Easter egg, yeah. You mentioned like bison in Street Fighter, and I know this is yeah. not like sports game, but like yeah, That's bison was game. pretty cheap. Bison was hella cheap, dude. He was hella cheap. It's funny because like the AI of bison was like what you would tell someone not to do. Exactly. Unless they wanted to be cheap. <laughs> yeah. Like that whatever move of uh, that spitting cannonball move, and then he'd go right into a throw. Like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> or what he'll do is like he'll do that thing where he jumps and like stomps on your head. Yeah. But then, so you're waiting for him to come down and like, um, like hit you, but he won't. Yeah. He'll just land and throw you. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you asshole. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember what other teams that you would you would use yeah. against when you're playing against your friends or whatever? Like whether it's basketball or football. Yeah. Just sort of like thinking like basketball we didn't play too much. Um there's a chance I would play the Warriors, but they were always the, the worst team, so usually they would maybe another team would just play uh, another bad team. Yeah. Like the Clippers, you know, the old school rivalry for for who sucked? 15, who sucked? Fifteen more? wins, thirteen wins. Yep, we were all very like selective about picking the the Niners <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of one of those things like, oh, you you're gonna be the Niners. I mean, they weren't really that. I mean, they were the playoffs, but they weren't like dominant. It's just right. as favorite teams, everyone just kind of like swore off. Okay, no one's gonna be the Niners because there's only one team we could. And this is at the time where you can you could only choose them once. I would use the Saints before, too, like with Aaron Brooks and Ricky Williams. Mm, yeah. But that was mostly because I liked their uniforms because it was like they had like that all black, yeah, all black kit. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. dope. Question, if you can think of any. Do you, are there any, is there a player from the, our era of sports, especially ones that might have got got enhanced because of playing video games that our kids will probably never appreciate because they won't be able to see them in real life or like video game glory. I'm not sure I understand that question. So like you give an example first. Uh it might be like Michael Vick, right? Like for us that grew up with Michael Vick, we know how great he was, but because of the dog fighting and then mm. just kind of like fading into history, he doesn't have like people are always going to remember Brett Favre and Tom Brady and whoever, but Michael Vick's going to get kind of like hit the phenomenon of Michael Vick is going to get phased out. And it's like the kids gotcha. now, gotcha. they only know Bo Jackson because of Tech Mobile. YouTube on YouTube, right? Right, right. But they don't really know how great he was in real life. Yes, I have one. Okay. 
it is um my favorite player, one of my favorite players, mm-hmm. Andre Kirilenko. A AK forty seven. AK forty seven. Um, not that he was like hella good, but he was basically like post Scotty Pippen, pre Draymond Green. Yeah, but he's probably more known now for his like. He's he's definitely more known for his his wife's um. I don't know. Open pass. Like his yeah, his uh yeah, his free pass. His one free pass. his like yearly free pass, right? Yeah. And for looking like man, he should have like he should have leaned into his like Drago. Drago, dude. Totally like that leaned, leaned into that. What's that dude's name that was on the 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 Wizards but he got traded recently? Oh, like he should have leaned into Zangief. Um, yeah, Gortat. He did though. There he was did. like he definitely had one off season. He's totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciated Kirilenko because that's how I would want to play. Yeah. Or that's how I tried to play when I was um, playing more regularly. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the playground, not like. Not like in a rec league or anything crazy like that. Yeah. Hmm. Who else? I mean, I think he's a general. I mean, he's like a Hall of Fame player, so people are going to know. But like, I don't think. I think Lawrence Taylor, which I mentioned in the Tech Mobile, but like in real life, how how dominant he was, and I think again, kind of like the way that with, with Vic, he's kind of gets brushed under the rug because of off the field stuff which is you know legitimate too right but um because the lt and all the the cocaine stuff and the weird stuff that happened after he retired um so he's become more infamous than famous right if anyone knows him yeah but he's like he revolutionized that position the, the sack yeah yeah I mean, this is recency bias, but like Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Like, w- wouldn't you say that? Like his legacy is not gonna be because of that Green Bay game. Yeah. Anymore, right? Green Bay or the Falcons comeback or the Super Bowl almost comeback. Right. Yeah. No, definitely not. Like, who's What's that? Like he was a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and even before, like his, you know, like even after the, like the first it'll be for his activism or the kneeling, and mm-hmm. the next it's going to be like, oh, he's not even good enough to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert started over him, right? Yeah. <laughs> like. But that was ridiculous, though, man. Yeah, that's crazy. NFL stupid man. World Cup 2018, baby. That was uh, just wrapped up, but man, it's been every World Cup 
every summer it's the best absolute best um the last world cup uh we started playing fantasy and Uh. it's so this is with like nate fong jello and basically um, a couple of guys from their soccer team from years back so we play uh, a fantasy game i think uh mcdonald's is the one that that's been putting this on um so everybody gets a hundred hundred dollars or credits or whatever and you're supposed to field a a squad using your uh using you know your budget your salary cap or whatever and then Mm -hmm. um you know like the you can switch it after the group stages and then you can or like swap the guys in and out and stuff. And it's been really fun and um, kind of like a good way that if you're not super into the different teams, it gives you something to root for, mm-hmm. you know, much like normal fantasy does if you're not right. it's that interested. Yeah. I mean, but generally we're like super into soccer. So it's been fun on that Facebook chat. Just like, it's almost like, um, a live Slack Slack channel where we're just like talking about all the, the fun games we watch. Like, <laughs> did you watch World Cup? Yeah, when we could. Uh, Genie's had like swim class in the morning, so I couldn't actually watch every single game. Yeah. Um, but still, like, it's it's nice to kind of get up and like watch it and you know. Yeah. It, it's also a pretty it's pretty easy to easy to consume like there's mm-hmm. no no timeouts no nothing it's just like 45 minutes yeah another 10 minutes and another 45 minutes really yeah and that's the funny thing like with nfl you know how people if they grew up with the nfl kind of football to criticize soccer and say it's so boring nothing happens but like yeah but except for the intermissions and a few stoppages you're pretty much Things are happening all the time. All the time. Whereas, like, the NFL, you're pretty much out of 60 minutes, you're getting, like, I don't know, bursts of 10 seconds of play and then replays and replays and talking about plays. Exactly. You know, and so that's not necessarily a criticism. That's just, it's really what they say. It's perfect for TV because... There's so much to analyze. You could analyze and make it entertaining. And that's why watching football for me, like it live isn't really that appealing. Because you're you are kind of just waiting in be- so long in between plays. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh and this year's World Cup was really crazy. A lot of the you know, a lot of the analysts and the the people that I've been like listening to and reading, you know, have pretty much all confirmed like this was one of the best World Cups ever, uh, <sighs> just, just because of like the the results and like the like the underachievers and the mm-hmm. the surprises and like the the favorites like falling out early and you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like there was a lot of like storylines to follow, um, expectations that were 
kind of unfulfilled with the exception of like France because yeah. they were like on paper like super stacked you know even in and when France started out it was just like you know they should be playing better than how <laughs> they were playing but you know so you just tell you're saying that the France broke the World Cup <laughs> yes Af- Africa yeah. Africa damn, broke the World damn Cup it. damn it um france's uh france's colonialism broke the world, world cup <laughs> you know it's funny you bring that up and i know part of this is like i don't know if you watched trevor noah what he said but i just saw actually just saw that yesterday at some point you know like for me and i don't think it's a surprise for you or anyone that knows me or anyone that listens to this podcast that i don't i can't i don't turn off like the um the switch in terms of like the social implications of things right like I love sports, but I always have things in the back of my mind, right? Right. So, like, watching the World Cup, and then it's kind of like these things, like, which teams are diverse and which are not, and, like, which teams are representing, and, like, you think about, like, South American teams are pretty generally monoethnic unless they're, like, Brazil, right? Well, phenotypically monoethnic, but there's Spanish or Italian, like, in Argentina and other things, right? Right. Uruguay. But like when you go to some of the European teams or the larger, larger countries, then yes, you have a lot like a mix of like Spanish names and African names and African people, um, you know, typically and all that stuff, right? Then I'm kind of like, well, yeah, they're diverse because colonialism, exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> like uh, France and England and even like some of the other teams when you are. Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Had, had actually like, yeah, like that hella mixed. Yeah, you know, even you know Germany too. I mean, not this World Cup, but like I think in previous World yeah. Cups, like they they had more like right. African and like and then um, Netherlands when they were um, if they made it because of Curacao and like um, the, the the Caribbean islands that they colonialized. Yeah colonized so yeah i was like at some point i tweeted out i'm like all the fabulous skill aside because then it's like really beautiful watching such highly skilled players and teams but trying to choose a team to root trying to choose a team to root for a country to root for in a world cup is basically like choosing your favorite colonizer (laughs) 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 that's what i was like i want I like how France is the quote unquote the last African team left in the thing, but I'm like, but in the context of it, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, like, but then it's not the players' fault, <laughs> right? Exactly. But yeah, you know, it was funny because for the longest time, you know, even the last World Cup, like I was watching it at at work at Hulu like years ago, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, and then. You know, I have like my I have a Germany jersey, and um, you know, I have like the the really good teams like Brazil. I have an Argentina jersey, and yeah. you know, just I, I don't have like a necessarily a favorite team. I just like different players, and also jerseys look like soccer jerseys are the best looking jerseys I think that yeah. you could wear. Yeah. Um, when you're not actually playing a sport, we've had this discussion on previous. No NBA <laughs> NBA NBA jerseys worn especially to not play 
<laughs> best idea shout out to tess i'm wearing a curry jersey right now as we're recording um but i, I was talking to my coworker, um japanese uh japanese american and she's like who do you root for I was like, I don't know. I like Germany. I like, I kind of like England too. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I I like England because I follow the Premier League, and so I know the I know the the players. Yeah. And so you know, you you generally just root for the players that you know, and then that translates into the team sometimes. She's like, really? Why do you like them? Like, and she was just essentially saying like, you got to root for the underdogs, man. Like the like the not the non colonial kind of colonialist and i'm like oh yeah that actually, that's like way more sense so i'm like all right cool you know yeah. i can you know it, it's hard to root for like mexico because there are so many like u.s fans yeah but you know they weren't in the world cup this year and mexico is actually pretty fun to watch um oh yeah they but like but i was like oh yeah so you know it's okay to like root for Uruguay and also the African teams is also yeah. fun. Ivory Coast. They didn't make it this year though. <laughs> yeah. It's Cote d'Ivoire. That's oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> um also like Nigeria had some like dope jerseys. Mm-hmm. Like I was you know- I was kinda of rooting for um Croatia. Because mm-hmm. they have dope, uh, yeah. Sometimes you just want like, you want like, good looking, matchups uniform wise. Yeah. So it was it was pretty tight seeing like, France in blue and then Croatia with their like red and white check. I was like that's yeah. pretty that's pretty tight. They should have went NFL color rush. <laughs> you know the funny thing with Croatia, all, all my like side like references. I just thought of I kept thinking about Game of Thrones. And yeah, because of they shoot like Dubrovnik yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was funny, like, you know, Croatia. I saw this thing, this video where like all the the soccer players were talking about the NBA and all the Croatian players that are in the NBA. And I'm like, holy shit, they do have a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and you know, they kept talking about, oh, Croatia is like the smallest country or the smallest um smallest population of all the countries um that are participating in the world cup right yeah. and i was like oh that's crazy and then i just ha- happened to be watching something on the dream team uh just before we were started recording and then in the final of that olympics it's like usa and croatia yeah. and i was like holy shit they've been like producing yeah um freaking athletes right. like with small ass nation producing like world class athletes for hella long. It, the thing I appreciate about Croatia in the finals was because even though they were severe underdogs against France, they played aggressively. You know, Croatia's probably got the best midfield, but they also have guys that like are always putting in hundred mm-hmm. percent. Right? There's like no one taking any any plays off. Mm-hmm. It's just like and when you have a team that's like that, like they're always in it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
they had like 11 Draymonds. I don't know how many players there are. Is there 11? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Since she know more and obviously outside of like, I mean, uh, there's other people, but you know, Neymar got skewered for it. But I thought I noticed a lot less diving in this World Cup, at least the games that I, I watched. Is that true from your perspective? And if so, did they do like kind of rule changes around that? Well, you can get a yellow card for diving. For embellishment now, okay. Yeah, like for or like yeah, like if um and especially since they're they're adding uh like the VAR. Yeah. So it's possibly that. Okay. Um But I think you know. To be honest, I think I think you're right. There there was like a little bit less less diving, even though like Griezmann kind of dove in. Um, he definitely embellished uh-huh. to get that that free kick where uh, it was an own goal. Uh-huh. Neymar though, <laughs> that fool. That was. That was great for World Cup Twitter. You know, you're asking about like, is it? Is it is that's it, that's very like, true. That's very but true. But like, Neymar lit up World Cup Twitter. Um, I'm looking forward to the Women's World Cup next year. I know the women don't get much love, but like, the, they're the only like U.S. team that actually means something. So, so shouts to them. And the last thing I guess I'm into is um, this podcast called Crime Town, which mm-hmm. is it's I think it's still going because the topic is organized crime in Providence, Rhode Island. Right. So it spans like since the maybe late 60s, 70s and all anything related to organized crime in, in that. It's mm. really well produced. Season two now? I don't even know if it's season two. It's, oh, they have seasons. So. I'm not actually sure. I just keep listening to the next one, yeah. but like I'm on twelve or something like that. But they just—I think—I think it's still, still gone. Yeah, I've only listened to maybe one or two episodes of that, and I think one of them was almost two years ago because. No, no, no. Oh, not wow. two years ago. It was definitely a little bit over, a little bit less than two years ago because Hung was at home on maternity leave and I was walking home from work and hmm. I was listening to that on my, my way home. Um, that's my only reference to it. I distinctly remember listening to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well produced. What about you? Anything you're into these days? I've been li- listening to the rewatchables a lot. Sweet. On- so it's making me want to watch those movies again. Um, so last week I watched Jaws. Um, I need to watch. I need to listen to that rewatchables. Yeah, and the cool thing is that they they come from it from like there's there's funny parts, there's some silly parts, right. but they also depending on who it is, they also do a little bit of like film study. Yeah, definitely. Right? Did you listen to the Jurassic Park one? Right. Yeah, and the thing is, like, with Spielberg, because he's such a big director, it's once you're, like, 56 or 50 or 60-year-old Spielberg, you're not known as the artist anymore, right? 
you're just known as the blockbuster like brand right 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 but with like jaws and jurassic park was obviously a few years later than that but he was still an artist at that time right he just happened to be well jaws definitely but like jurassic park he, he already had his name right but it's interesting to be able to hear it because it's I've watched a lot of Spielberg movies, but I've never, when I watched them, I wasn't interested enough in like the craft of it to really pay attention to the craft of it. You know, Jaws is like a perfect movie. Yeah. And they talked a lot about that. Okay. Um, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. So, which brought me to an idea maybe we could implement this going down the road in the podcast is you know before in our intros um we changed it up today which is good because we've been kind of just going with the flow with that one but you know we talk about like things that we like things that we don't like or things that we might have fallen out of love with yeah i wonder if like you know going to some podcasts we do watch some things and just kind of like take turns and just say this is what I used to like a lot. Let's listen to it or watch it and see if it still hits. Right? I'm down, man. That sounds fun. Definitely a dad moment was being the only the only one with kids. The only dad with kids at a kid-free wedding. Mm-hmm. And seeing everyone else have fun without you. Not that you're not, not that I wasn't having fun, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Different yeah. Kind of so, I'm, I'm like, Tone, you're next, bro. Come on. Propose, get married, no kids at a wedding. Let's <laughs> do this. Mine, which I mentioned was also the wedding, was missing Malcolm when I was watching Ellis like dance. But another thing is he's approaching two and the past the past two weeks he's been hitting a lot and you know just like basically mini tantrums like really mini like two seconds not 10 seconds 20 seconds crying when it's not really crying you know kind of those things which right you know. yeah and so that was happening two days ago at the daycare or yesterday. And so like they're helping us with like, this is what we did. We did breathers, this stuff. And we try to do a lot of that stuff here too. Like we do calm downs and like not trying to approach it with, uh, the same kind of intense kind of emotions. I mean, as much as we can when we're not annoyed or whatever or frustrated or we need to have a stronger tone, but yeah, that's just the, the life of the, approaching the twos and and there's been i'm dealing with a lot more like uh intentional rejection of me Uh by him because because like he's been clingy but then also now he's just like arbitrarily like saying no daddy no, daddy. And then sometimes I earn it because I'm, te- I'm like messing with him, or, like trying to tickle him or trying to like be all up in his space and stuff. And he's like, stop, daddy, stop. And then he'll get in and I'll 
keep doing it to be annoying. So that one I earn. <laughs> like, because we pick them up from daycare together. It, it's funny because I laugh because it's just like I just know he, that's what he's doing. But sometimes it doesn't hurt my feelings, but it's still kind of sad. If I come through the gate first and he sees me, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And then um, once he sees Hoong, he, go, he, he runs straight, straight past me and gives her a hug. It's one of those things like, daddy, daddy, and my arms are out ready to pick him up. And he just went, right? <laughs> Last week, I picked him up because Hoon was doing, he's, she was working late. And so I picked him up and he's like, daddy, daddy. And then right when um, he finished that, he looked to the side, like he bent his like body to, to the right. He's like, mommy, mommy. <laughs> I'm like... Sorry, kid. I'm all. I, I, I'm. It's just me today. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Suck it up, but, bro. Yeah. So it's just a lot of um, a lot of hitting. It's like and he hits me, and it's like, how come are you trying to give daddy an owl? He's like, and then he nods. I'm like, well, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's again one of those times where it's it's fun to be humbled by your cute little two year old. So I think that's going to do it for uh, this episode of Pop Culture. Mm. It's been a while, so uh, I hope you excuse all our yeah. ramblings. But I don't know. I, we had some pretty fun things to talk about. Like, it does want me, it does make me want to, like, play video games again, even though um, you're selling your PS4. PS4 and 3DS. And but 3DS. I do have a Switch here now. Yeah. Um. Well, then maybe we'll be able to play FIFA against each other or something. Yeah, that'll be fun. Maybe we should do like a. Gotta figure out how to do like a live stream. Or maybe not yeah. a live stream, but like record gameplay of me and you playing and us talking, talking shit to each other. Get real cussy. <laughs> It'll be X rated pop culture. R rated <laughs> pop culture. X rated uh, would, would be something different. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're at that stage <laughs> That would be totally, totally changing a brand. Yeah. Nothing against it, but it'd just be... Definitely off-brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod. We do have a YouTube channel that has uh, not seen any action. Um, we uh, did actually have recent action. Oh, yeah, that's right. You had the uh, unboxing. So, on behalf of John, this is Anton... Uh, And we'll catch you next time. Peace out.